Well, look at this. You're here and I'm pleased because I really dig your company. Hey guys, it's me, Danny, and you're listening to the Just Saying Podcast. So, how is it going with your um, vision boards? Did you do the traditional vision boards? Did you change up the traditional and do, you know, like a quarterly or a monthly or a weekly or digital or anything? Did you do that? I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing some of y'all's vision boards and, and what they look like this this year just because you know we've been through so many things like I said in the last episode that it's now you know time to to have implemented them at the beginning of the year of course you know we have all of the visions that we want to do and now I'm looking forward to seeing you know what we actually do manifest in our lives because we have now reached a time where you know, we should have been creating some new habits to manifest and, you know, produce the the outcomes that we would like later on in the year, you know. And if you haven't done yours yet, don't feel like, oh, I'm not good at it or I'm not a person. Like, you can make a vision board anytime you want to. Your vision does not have to start January 1st. Your vision can start whenever it starts. And that's why I am an advocate of the non-traditional vision board. If you are here and you are new, welcome. Go back to last week's episode and you'll hear me talk about, you know, changing how you do vision boards changing the way that they happen but um you know don't if you're not new and you have been listening to you know if you have listened to the the last episode let me just say that if you have not made a vision board you still have the time this isn't even you know some of us are procrastinators and we keep on saying like i'm gonna get to it i'm gonna get to that i can get to it and then we don't but we feel bad about it but mostly because that's like overwhelming like i said to do something that projects what you plan on having done for the whole day going year that can be a lot but maybe you map out you know, a shorter amount of time. I hope that if you, you know, that you you are creating new habits, you are releasing some old habits and you are, um, you know, just opening spaces for greater to come, um, larger, bigger, and the, the, the um, more completeness of yourself. Uh, because again, or I don't know if I've said this before or not, but for me, it's never a competition or a race. So it's not about whatever other people are doing, but it is always about me always moving forward with myself. So I'm a person who always needs to have new experiences, not because I don't cherish the experiences that I had, but I do not hold them to be the best of my life and nothing else can happen because I've had a past experience, you know, and so I want to make myself so round and so whole as it, you know, uh, as a person, not my body, <laughs> as a person that I would like to experience new things continually, not back to back, but you know, continually so that I can always be like, try that, know what that feels like, you know, 
instead of wonder wondering if that would have been a thing for me. I am one who is not ashamed of failure because a lot of the times failure is just a trial that didn't work out for me, you know? And so I'm not one of those people who is really like, I failed at something. I usually like, yeah, I tried that. that that's not for me because either I'm not good at it. It's not a good fit for me. It is not in the realm of my capabilities. You know, it just doesn't work for the life that I am trying to cultivate for myself, even though I thought it might've fit, but it don't. Like I had a job last year where I just knew that this was going to be my new thing. And I really took the job. I realized that I took the job because it sounded good to say that I had to people that I knew, okay? But when I got to that job, when I tell you it is not for me, it don't do nothing for my life. It, it, it Not only did it not bring me joy, it brought me heartache and sorrow every day to go to that job. So I had to let it go. Um, was the money okay? It wasn't bad. But after I left there, I found a position at doing something else that, pay the same amount of money and gives me more of a um more of a the ability to be me than the the position that I had before um and so you know I I, but I tried I don't feel like I failed at it I tried it it was not for me it wasn't a good fit for me nor the job <laughs> and you you move on so I hoping I'm hoping that you know if you haven't started anything now I mean thus far you you look forward to starting now I mean shoot the weekend here you could you could do it this weekend you could do it next weekend because listen 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 you don't have to do it all in one day. Let's say you just start gathering the pictures. You know, like I know for me, I just gather the pictures on my phone. And then I'm like, then I need to um, print them out. I'm not a person who go out and buy the magazines. I'm not a person who know a bunch of people who have magazines to, you know, use to cut out the pictures. But I do know that Google has all kinds of pictures that I could print and cut out and, you know, make my own board however I would like to do it. I do know that. I do know that Canva exists and you could go on and make a board if you want to digitally and pull that thing up at any time that you want to just like center yourself because the people be trying you out working you just like I'm trying to manifest these things right here let me look at my vision board and go keep moving but you know just this is really message is really a lot of me a lot for me to be saying I hope that you that have started your vision boards are now on to step, step two of you know implementing um, steps and processes that will get you closer to the things that are on your vision board. And for you people who have not started one yet, but would like to, just, it ain't too late for you. Got the whole dang going year. I mean, shoot, if all you need, if you wait until December, if you don't start it in December, but you started, you have done something different this year than you have last year, right? So however you do it, I mean, I don't advocate for you putting it off until December, but if that's when you get to it, that's when you get to it. We're doing the best we can most of the day. So, you know, let's let's try to do the best we can today. You know me, and you know all my ideas are inspired by music or television, celebrity information, things like that, okay? So th this past week, I watched the latest episode of 
of This Is Us. I love this the the series I have been watching since the beginning. I'm not about to do a um recap or anything on this episode or so but there may be a bit of a spoiler alert um here real quick so if you haven't watched it yet just skip for it a little bit because we're gonna get off of the show real quick because um, i'm just using it again as my leeway leeway into the conversation that i want to have but um in the episode this when you want to fast forward <laughs> in the episode the father jack is learning about his mother that's the best that that's all i really want to give you um well let me just say this he is learning about his mother and he's learning that there were lots of things about his mother that he did not know okay as an adult now grown man with his own children his own wife he's realizing that there are lots of things about his mother that he did not know and he's realizing that there were lots of things that he missed or may have missed because of the things he did not know okay that's all i want to give you about that um thing because it started it had me starting to think about my own situation because i'm just like you know it's hard for me to watch a lot of things and just watch them without being like hmm there's a lesson right there hmm that's something i can see you know tell to one of my my people one of my clients because you know i'll be out here life coaching and like i saw it's hard for me to watch things so that's how we always end up here with some tvs you know stuff or some music stuff or some celebrity stuff however let's go back so i was thinking about this is the lesson for today it is that you cannot be attached to your present perception of a situation because later on tomorrow a month a year two weeks a century later you may learn more information that can change how you see a situation okay so being attached to it is just you fighting the urge to just be right in the feeling of what you think you know okay so let me just let me give you the the story here when i was younger i lived in a house with both parents and my brother i believe that i've said that before when i turned 15 my parents got a divorce my mom moved out on my dad now before that happened i used to be in a house all the time like well, so, somebody need to go why are y'all together clearly it was clearly a house that did not include love um my dad did not put his hands on my mom but it was not a love-filled home and because of that it was like why are you still here like i felt that as a child but that's the kind of person i am i've always been that way i could feel you know lots of things and so i was always like why won't she leave him you know so finally when i turned 15 she did leave my mom was like that's it i done had enough packing it up and we moved. We moved like two blocks away because my mom was trying to still be in the neighborhood that she was in. She was trying to still have her kids close to my dad and my dad's family because that's all we knew growing up, okay? Um, but once we moved, my mom was very uninvolved. She just was unemotionally 
um, unavailable emotionally. She just didn't have much give to give. And she gave less than I believe she even (laughs) had to give. She was saving more up for her. And, um, you know, I felt unseen, unloved, and uncared for. Um, for the remainder of the time that I lived with my mom. I lived with my mom until I was 18. And for those last three years, I thought it was rough before that, but those last three years for me, emotionally, I think they were even rougher. I don't know. I probably got to, you know, work that out in therapy, but that's what we're going to go with it for right now. (laughs) That's my present perception of my, my, how I felt. Okay. Um, And I just was like, why, you know, why can't she do better? Like, it's just the two of us because my brother ended up not coming to live with us. That's a whole nother story. He also did not live with my dad. And he, so that was a whole nother story. We can get into that on another lesson. I'm sure it'll come up at some point, but you know, I'm like, chick, it's me and you. Like, let's get to know each other. Let's rock out. Let's have some fun. This was way before the internet and stuff. So we weren't about to do TikToks or nothing like that. But I just kind of felt like in my mind, this is going to be a bonding time because we both was free from the man. Like, we was like out here. And I was just thinking like, woo, I thought we was going to hit a, a point where we both like, you know, you know, breathing if you ever did. Like, you know, anything, whatever. (laughs) So, but that did not happen. We did not bond. There was nothing. There was not much connection there at all. So, you know, I just wanted it. And then I hit 40. And when I hit 40 years old, I was like, um, my mom... From from the time I turned 18, when my mom kicked me out for the last time, because I was like, this is going to be the last time you ever get a chance, okay? So my mom kicked me out when I was 18. Um, and because, like I said, she really wasn't the mom thing. That wasn't in her um, in the way that I thought mom should be. So for a couple of years, there was like a lot of still turmoil between the two of us not arguing and fighting but less of it was more of me just like not respecting my mom for the choices that she had made right and I just was like hmm so I just stopped seeing her as a mother I was just like you know she ain't a mother and then I hit like maybe I I think that happened through my 20s and then somewhere in my 30s I was like okay maybe we could be cool like we friends you know, so it was kind of like more like friends, not best friends, but we was cool. We went to, you know, we could go to a lunch every now and then. Every now and then we would hit a movie and it was cool. You know, we ain't really never had no real conversations about nothing, but we was, you know, cool friends. It was cool, whatever. And then my mom, you know, retired from, she retired from work. And she was home alone a lot. She had been through two marriages and at, by this point. And all she had now was a cat. 
she had a couple of friends, you know, but they're all now, you know, everybody's up in age. People wasn't feeling so well all the time. And, you know, you're not getting together as much as you would when you were, you know, going to lunches at work and everything like that. So it was a little difficult for her. My mom drank a lot. Um, just to put it out there. And um, I would check on her a lot. And there got to a point where I was just like, sis, this ain't this ain't hitting. Like, you're not really living. And you're too young to not be living. So she moved in with me and my children. And I, that's when it was kind of like, okay. Um, it was it was starting to get cool. My mom moved in. I think she stayed with me for three years. I want to say it was three years, but let's let's go with three, okay? Um, <laughs> but if you if you've been here, you know that in 2020, right at the beginning of the pandemic, my mom got sick, severely sick. And nobody knew what it was because nobody was checking for COVID at the time, okay? Nobody was checking for COVID. It was right when COVID was hitting. And so it wasn't so big of a thing to be checking for COVID. And it did a number on my mom. And what happened was that it um, brought on an early onset of dementia. So right with me and my mom was really starting to get cool. I I lost her and I now have a woman who is Pam, who I now have to get to know and have been trying to get to know for the past year because it happened in 2020. Um, they spent a year and a half. Um, I Because my mom spent many months in the hospital. And then the hospitals had done all that they could do trying to see if they could, you know, bring her her brain back to a function that, you know, it just didn't happen. My mom ended up having to go to a nursing home because I could not get into the hospitals. So I could not see what my mom's actual capabilities were. I could not just go pick her up and bring her home. I didn't even know what her needs were anymore. So I had to put her into a nursing home so that she could be cared for because my understanding at the time, I had not seen my mom literally for like four months, right? And, um, uh, because like everything had become so strict. So they moved her into a nursing home and they moved her into a nursing home. The nursing homes, if you remember, were shut down, like nothing. You couldn't visit nowhere, nobody for no reason. And so I didn't see my mom literally for like another year. It felt like maybe a whole complete year that I didn't see my mom. And then they started opening up and all that stuff. And, you know, it was just, periodic because they would shut it back down because too many cases nevertheless now i'm getting to know this new woman um there have been lots of you know transformations for myself as a person in the past two years as everybody else i've done a lot of searching and changing whatever so now i have this new woman who i am seeing and it it made me realize that i needed to let go of some feelings about her that I was harboring because the woman who I, who I, you know, had these feelings for no longer even exists. 
no one grieves. That's not even the person. Like, I can't go to her and be like, yo, why you did this? And how come you didn't do that? Like, I can't even go to her with any of that. My mom don't remember none of it. She cannot have a full conversation with me, even if she, if maybe some part of it clicked. And if she's living with dementia, that's its own traumas. I don't need to throw no old stuff back at her today, you know? And so I had to unpack some stuff. One of the things that I had to unpack was when I was 15 and my mom left my dad, my mom was 36, okay? And so in my head at 15, she was old, okay? She like my grandma age now, like for real. Like, you know, when you're 15, people just either in their 20s or they old and so once i realized like dang my mom really was only 36. hmm i had to think about my own life when i was 36 and i'm like when i was 36 my um i'm only 17 years older than my oldest child that meant when i was 36 she you know was what let me stop acting like I know math right quick and um, give y'all real numbers. When I was 36, my daughter was 19. And so she wasn't that much older than I was at the time that my mom left my um, dad, right? And so you will want to believe that she should have gotten had herself together but I'm like but she didn't like 36 is young like super young like my mom is only right now 65 and so 30 years ago she was supposed to be the best of things and I know we want to believe that well you a parent you supposed to you don't you don't because when I was looking at it I was looking at it from and, and my pain and my harboring of my my pain was based off of the fact that I believe that I was the star of my mom's show. The star of the Pam show was supposed to be me because I was her child. But that's just not the truth. The truth is the star of your show is you. Right? And so the star of my mama's show was my mama. And my mom had just gone through some traumatic things because, you know, she had to leave her husband. She had to, you know, she, my mom did not have, my mom has three siblings. None of them people, can I remember, came to the city and helped my mom to, to relocate. Now, people, they may have sent her money. I don't know. We never discussed that. They may have sent her money to help her move. That could be a fact. She did have, she does have some siblings who did have some access to some cash. And so people may have helped her, but emotionally and physically, nobody showed up, okay? My mom moved out and she had to have her friends from work come to the house. She also had to get a police officer to come sit at the house because she didn't feel safe, okay? Um, when my mom moved, we lived around up like down the street and around the corner from my grandma and my grandma and my dad's siblings showed up with nasty attitudes and not supportive, right? 
And then she had to figure out how to now navigate the world as a divorced woman and get back into dating. And and I think she was very embarrassed by her situation. My mom grew up in a home that was super abusive Christian house, you know, Christian theology, abusive Christian theology, not abusive as in physical abuse or anything like that. But the theology that came from their upbringing was extreme. Maybe I don't want to say abusive. I don't want to say abusive, but I do want to say on the very extreme side. And so to turn around and now you get in divorce is like, uh, you know, um, like I said, my brother didn't live with us. And that was a whole situation that my mom also had a hand in and that was stressful in itself. And, um, you know, she didn't, she didn't know how to navigate that particular part of her life she didn't do the best and so for me it's more than one thing more than one thing is true that my mom went through all of those things alone um she's not one of those people who talks about her feelings I don't think I've ever seen my mom cry even when my even when her mother passed I know I know that I don't remember seeing my mom cry and my mom lived in my house okay um it's I don't know how she coped other than to start drinking. Um, I, I I can't tell you if my mom drank a lot before that. She drank before that, but I can't tell you if she drank a lot before that, but I can tell you she did after that. Like that was the best way that she could cope, I guess, with what was going on with her. And that caused her to not be the best mother. What I had to unpack was that in the in the beginning years, I just felt like this lady just didn't do me like she was just not right to me. And like, she did not like me and what's going on. And I realized that the the, the two things were because of all of the things that were going on in her life, they then collided with what I needed in my life. And I was a casualty to the, the situation that was her life. It wasn't that my mom woke up. I don't feel like my mom deliberately woke up and was like, let me get a list together of ways to ruin Danny life. Like, I don't think that's what it was. I do just think that she did not intentionally think, make a list of ways to make my life the best that it could be in this situation. But I, I, I could tell you my mom did not have the tools in which she would have needed to handle such things. She didn't have any kind of people who worked with children to be like, you know, how's Danny handling this thing? My mom never, we never talked about it. We never talked about leaving my dad. We never talked about how, you know, her, her family handled it. We never talked about how his family handled it. We never talked about how those people you know, then treated me as a person. We didn't have conversations about anything, but I don't think that my mom knew that that was a thing to do. And you have to remember my mom, like I said, my mom is 65 years old right now. She didn't come from the school of talk to your kids about their emotional well-being. Um, but I, that's what I needed. But but once I hit 40 and realized that, you know, my mom didn't have the things and she wasn't setting out to, you know, harm me, is when I was able to be like, okay, I don't need to be upset with my mom to believe that the experiences did happen. But the but this, you know, is the, the thing. The perception of my mom 
up until 40 was that that lady didn't she just did didn't do right by me all the time and it was just about me where when I got more information when I was able to broaden my view of my mom and stop looking at her as just my mom and start looking at her as a woman in the world the information I was able to take in more information to see the the bigger picture of Pam and say oh Pam had like the situation wasn't good all around it wasn't just me it wasn't like she had good everywhere and she was trying to destroy me she it wasn't good and I was I was a just a another car on the pallop of the the occidental you know highway mess of her life and so you know it was part of the unpacking is that you you it all it can always happen i'm telling you all of this to say you know you you at any time we could get frozen in what we believe is the truth today and then when you when you are presented with the opportunity to take in more information you can always there, there are lots of us who are just like, nah, cause da 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 da, and you keep on repeating the information that you had, but you are not allowing for the possibility that more there were more factors of what was happening, and so maybe, maybe it wasn't intentional, though it did happen to you. Because a lot of times it's not people saying this thing didn't happen to you. A lot of times it's people saying this thing didn't intentionally happen to you. And if you would listen to me or a person explain the broader picture, maybe you can be able to say, okay, maybe I don't need to hold anger towards a person but still being upset that the situation happened that I was involved in it. Because if you can, if you can release the anger that you have towards the person, then you can address the issues of what happened to you instead of what they did. And, and I know that that may not sound like it's different, but it is different. And, um, it is not an easy place to get to trust and believe that I 100% understand that it is not an easy place to get to, but it is a place that I would like for us to go this year. Um, just because you, a lot of us are holding on to things that make us angry at people who sometimes ain't even here. They're not even here no more. And so do I want to tell you that the experience didn't happen? Not but that. I don't even know what your experience is, and I believe you right now. Do I want to tell you that that experience was not um, traumatic to you? Never that. I don't know what the experience was, so I believe you. But being upset with the person or the people today sometimes blocks you from being able to unpack the experience, right? Because we're waiting for to stick it to the person or the people who did it. 
but we never gonna a lot for a lot of us we're never gonna do it like a lot of the things that happened with my dad if you've been here <laughs> you know my dad had three strokes like 11 years ago he does not walk nor talk he is alive but he cannot talk i mean literally cannot say words anymore i'm not about to i we're not about to have a conversation either stick it to him to do we can't have a conversation there's no dialogue that could happen i need not be upset with him anymore that doesn't mean that those things did not happen and i have to unpack the things and and what they what they made me feel and what triggers do i have because of them instead of just being upset with him he i'm safe from him i'm safe from my mom i'm safe from how those you know those two people impacted my life because they can't do it anymore and so but the experiences i still feel those and those those you know i am unpacking now and i am encouraging you to just look at you know have you been offered new information have you been offered more information that you are refusing to allow to be part of the truth even though it probably is a part of the truth. And I know you would like to be like, nah, but that don't matter, but you are a person and I can guarantee you that there have been situations in life where somebody has held you to something and you are trying to explain, but like, nah, cause the day and my job and my boss or my kids or my man or my, my woman or my partner or the sky, the bus, the traffic, they're all factors into why you ended up doing or not doing for the person who was upset with you. I have a person right now who is very close to me, very close to me, who we are not speaking right now. We are not speaking because our perception of a situation do not meet up. They just don't. Um, but one of us did not give the other person the opportunity to explain the factors and made decisions based off of their own perception. I would like to believe that there is going to come a time when we'll be able to have a conversation. And although we still may not see eye to eye about the situation, the, the need to feel like there is anger held to the person will be released soon um so you know this is me also trying to say like i'm not trying to I, i'm not telling y'all to do something i ain't doing listen i'm over here unpacking i'm taking i got the bag and i'm like throw it out throw it out do it bring me joy no do it bring me joy no get rid of it do i like this still like this part of the some of the things that don't bring me joy i'm still holding on to ain't gonna lie to you there's some that i'm still holding on to because it's not easy to release i'm not saying that you just wake up one day and be like some some of us do some of us do wake up and be like you know i'm gonna let this stuff go because it's because it's getting old and some of us do not some things don't work that easy but they do work and that's what matters and so i would encourage you 
to look at the perception, the view that you are holding on to. And if it has been some years, I guarantee you that there's some things you don't know. And if you feel like you do know all the things and it is not serving you well, it still may be time to unpack. Not just let go, but unpack it. You know, there's things. Now, I would encourage that you speak to somebody, you know, a therapist, a life coach, not your best friend, because they not the person to help you unpack this, unless they're a therapist or a life coach. But like, you know, do some of those things. Reach out to somebody who, you know, you can start to get this this stuff too, because, you know, 2022 for me is the year where my emotions ain't going to eat me alive. That's that's the plan. That's my mood. <laughs> that's my mood and motivation for 2022. And I'm hoping that it is yours as well. Now, you know, last time we spoke, I said that I wanted y'all to make sure y'all staying hydrated. And I really do believe that I want you to continue to stay hydrated. I stays with my water every day, all day. I don't even drink nothing else, really. I mean, every now and then I I will drink like, you know, a little bit of half and half tea, unsweetened because I can't do the sugars no more, but whatever. But mostly it's water. I want y'all to stay hydrated, but I would also like for you to start taking your vitamins. We ain't kids no more. You need to have them vitamins up in you. So, you know, work on that as well. And I'm going to be back. <laughs> I'm going to be back. I thought I was sick for a couple of days. And that, that pushes things and makes it very hard. Body was on her. And I was like, oh, do I got this? Do I got it? Do I got it? And I did not have it, but I was not feeling well. But we back here. We good. I'm glad you here. I'm glad you listening. Join me again. Don't forget to catch me on social media. I'm on TikTok. It's me, Danny. Go ahead on and follow me on there. I'm on um, Instagram, Just Saying Podcast, and also It's Me, Danny. You can follow either one. One is more of a personal page. The other one is for motivation, um, motivational conversations and things like that, encouragement, whichever way you want to go. If you just want to see me putting up cute pictures of myself and funny little, you know, TikToks or whatever, reels, then follow me on, on one. If you want to get the in, the inspirational stuff, follow me on the other. And if you just like me all around, follow me on both because, hey, why not? If you don't get the same content on on both pages. So it might be worth your while to follow me on both of them things. I keep on telling you I'm on Twitter and I do I do tweet, but not consistently. But if you want to, it's just saying podcast over there too. <laughs> and you can find me. I'll, you know, I'll be putting stuff up but not as much as I should ain't gonna lie I just don't never really think to go over there because I be on TikTok and Instagram I'm more better with the video than I am with just the words so I keep on you know I know that people be over there and it's it's really happening over there y'all let me know y'all send me an email just saying podcast at gmail.com and you know send me an email let me know if, if it's really popping over there to the place where I need to go like I know it's popping over there but to the place where I need to go, I also am going to be starting <laughs> to also have these conversations on Clubhouse because I got so much stuff I'm going to talk about. And I was going to do it on Patreon, but I really don't think I'm in a place where I need to make people pay to hear me talk about these things just yet. I mean, if you want to send a cash app to me, go ahead. It's still, um, it's me, Danny, over there. You can find me at, um 
over there on Cash App. If you want to do that, that's fine with me. You know, ain't nobody going to ever turn down the money, but I'm still going to have these conversations in the different spaces. So go ahead and follow me everywhere, and I look forward to seeing y'all. And y'all stay safe because this this winter really been wintering, right? It's really been wintering. There have been some situations in my city already that I'm just like, whoo, child, drive slow, take it easy. Stay warm and plan your summer fun right now, I guess. Put that on your vision board, too. Bye, y'all.